Well, Ulysses, it's a Wednesday, which means it's time again for another edition of the Midweek Mailbag episode. And we're talking trades. We're talking maybe impossible trades. And we're also talking about minor league players that should get their call up. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And if you're interested in being a sponsor with the program, LockedOnRays at gmail.com for those inquiries. All right, let's get right into the mailbag episode. This question from Rachel from Tampa, Florida. She says, Hello, Kevin and Ulysses. We are halfway through the season and the trade deadline is coming up in August. I've been very curious to see which player the Rays will trade during the trade deadline. If you had a player on the Rays to trade, who would it be and why? Well, thank you, Rachel, for writing to us. Um, This is a a tough cookie because you can say which Rays player is doing so well that you could get something back. Right. Uh, of value. But then again, if they're doing something really well, do you really want to give them up on, on in a season where not a lot of people are overperforming their expectations? So given that it's a double-edged sword kind of question, I would approach it as I think the best deal would be to open up a slot for someone who needs to get their right time of playing time in MLB. And I'm going around the bush by saying Jonathan Aranda needs his shot. He needs to be playing. So how does he get to play? Well, by opening a spot for him. Who could that spot be? You're talking what? First base, second base? So I that's tough. That's tough because you don't want to trade Yandy Diaz, even though he's he basically should have been an all-star. Jimon Choi is the, uh, the 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 guy then left, you know, to 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 trade, which I think he's a fan favorite. So I, we've talked endlessly about how it's a joke that we always say Jimon hey, Choi is going to go away, and then he doesn't. He's uh, forever a Ray. I think that's the move. I think that's probably the Jimon Choi for for Jonathan Aranda. That's that's what I would go. But then again, I don't think Jamon Choi would get you much uh, back in return, but it would just be to just get playing time for Jonathan Aranda. So my issue with that is, are the Rays in a position or a situation where they can trade off a tested veteran player who has a spotty injury history for sure, but is beloved in the clubhouse and does produce at the end of the day to give another opportunity to yet another rookie. I don't know if the Rays can afford to do that. Uh, I like the idea of trying to get more reps for Jonathan Aranda, but I don't think that necessarily has to mean getting rid of or trading away Yandy Diaz or G-Man Choi. I'm thinking Yu Chang. I'm thinking Luke Rayleigh, 
for example. Okay, well, all right. But in that case, then there's no giveaway then. There's no return. It's just just to give playing time for... Around. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I... I this question to me, I didn't read it as, "Hey, which everyday player are the Rays going to trade?" Uh, it just says, "Which player will the Rays trade?" And and I see Yu Chang on the board. I see Luke Rayleigh on the board. I see possibly Vidal Bruhan on the board. I see maybe Isak Paredes on the board if we're trying to create opportunities for Jonathan Aranda and a guy who, you know, hit eight home runs in a span of two weeks. Did he just get hot for a certain period of time, like Aristides Aquino? Do you sell high on him to? to provide opportunities for someone else, or you get creative out there and uh, you do sort of a combo deal like they did a couple of years ago where they attach a prospect to maybe a reliever to acquire a better reliever, for example, like the Rays did with Jesus Sanchez and Ryan Stanek to acquire Nick Anderson and Trevor Richards. Or you give up like a Vidal Brujan for a Brett Phillips, like I, I think the Rays want to acquire a guy who has MLB experience down this stretch run. And if that, that means be, trading a, a prospect on the 40 man roster, so be it. That would be, uh, you know, that's something we've talked about the, the lack of veteran players in this, in this roster in this year. So I, I wouldn't uh, oppose to that. Yes. I, I, I went a little bit more difficult. I think you Chang and Luke really are probably the easy picks here for, for hey who can get off the board so i agree with you those are probably the ones that are going to go first but if i wanted to tug at the heartstrings it would have to be a name that raised fans most race fans would recognize and i think jiman Choi would be that name but um to your point i think it's it's more easily easily digestible to see Yu Chang and, and Luke Rayleigh off yeah. the board than than Jiman Choi. And i could see a situation where it's like hey we're going to give up Luke Bard and Vidal Bruhan for a good bullpen arm something along yeah. those lines. I would not yeah. be surprised if that happens. And I know we haven't mentioned Brett Phillips. And the reason I think that we haven't mentioned Brett Phillips is because KK may be out for the season and the uncertainty of Manny Margot is still out there. So who's going to be your defensive stalwart center fielder? That's a big question. So just by a product of that, uh, Phillips probably has to stay, I would think. And again, to round it up, I think maybe... The, this is not going to be the sexy take, but I think it's the the bureaucratic administrative um, perspective here. It's going to be the glut of Cal Stevenson's, yeah. the guys that are going to be draft eligible for the Rule 5 draft. Those are the ones that are going to be moved most likely and might not be affected, you know, for race fandom alike, you know, the, the people that people know. That, that that's probably what we're going to be seeing. Cause again, there was no rule five draft this year, which right. means that you have a glut of people that are going to be eligible and you want to at least get something out of them than just lose them outright for $50,000. And that's a nice segue for our next mailbag question, which we'll get to after we tell you about blue Nile.com, make your moment sparkle with jewelry from blue Nile.com. And going on right now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. You can save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that will not give away what is inside. So, shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. 
All right. This next mailbag question from one of our OG listeners, Melissa Herrera. She says, hi, gents. Do you think we will see Miles Mastroboni get called up soon with all the injuries? He seems to be doing really well in Durham. I assume this, but you know I am not so stat savvy. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, Melissa, thank you for writing to us. And no, you are not wrong. This guy is putting up really good numbers in AAA in 82 games. For those that don't know, his slash line is 281, a 358 on base, a 428 slugging. That's a 786 OPS, eight home runs, 35 RBI. So those are the traditional stats. So let's go with the non-traditional stats, the analytics here. 113 WRC plus. So he's 13%. Uh, above uh, the average AAA player, 10.4 walk rate. That's really, really nice. Good, good plate discipline. 16.4 strikeout rate. That is fantastic. So he sees, basic, almost on par. Not, not, not quite there, but 10.4 walk rate and 16.4 strikeout rate. That's a really good uh, thing to see from 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 a baseball player. He drives the ball all over the field. From uh, pull side, 36.3%, and opposite fi- uh, opposite side, 356 So he basically sprays the ball, u- utilizes the whole field. That is a fantastic thing to see. And last but not least, he's played 31 games at second base, two games at third, 13 games at short, 18 games in left, four games in center field, and 18 games in right field. So he basically is a race type of player. He, you can put him anywhere, and he'll play, and he'll do well. He only has three errors this whole season, a couple in second base, and one in right field. So those numbers, I don't know if the, those are all the numbers you were looking at, Melissa, maybe a, a couple more stats here and there. But yes, he's doing tremendously. Now, the question is, will we see him up? I got to tell you, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I agree. First off, he's not on the 40-man roster. So who are you navigating and maneuvering to add him to the 40-man roster? I got to be honest. If we see Miles Mastroboni in a raised uniform this season, something went terribly, terribly wrong with the team in terms of injuries and production elsewhere. We, we talked about it in the first segment, creating an opportunity for Jonathan Aranda. Jonathan Aranda can't even get reps at the big league level with all the injuries so far. He's the next guy in line, I would think. So no disrespect to Miles Mastroboni, who's about to be 27 and was you know, a, a mid-round college draftee. I see him as a basically roster depth, 4A piece, organizational guy with Miles Mastroboni. And he's got an interesting skill set in the sense of He's got some power. He's got some speed. He has defensive versatility. Uh, the errors aren't there this year, although if you look at the scouting reports, he's the people that you know watch him day in and day out basically says that, yeah, he, he could play a lot of positions, but not necessarily one extremely well. But again, the versatility is there. But um, I and, and the contact rate, the on-base percentage, that that's all really good to see. But I just don't. I don't like the idea at this juncture this year where the Rays are trying to get into the playoffs and try to go deep in the playoffs and where they're at at this point that they want to call up another guy or give another opportunity to a guy without any big league reps. And to me, when Miles Mastroboni is across the marquee, I see a Yu Chang-like guy in the future where he's going to bounce around from four to five teams year in, year out, uh, and he'll be a a 26-man roster guy. Like, he'll... 
he'll he'll get opportunities in the big leagues. I just don't think it'll be with the Rays, and I don't think it will be with the Rays this season. I think when you talk about the 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 possibility of him getting up, the forty man is the biggest factor against calling him up. Yeah, that's the biggest one. I um, mean, with with Luke Rayleigh, like we can if we just want to go and look at AAA numbers. I mean, he was killing it in AAA. He had a nine hundred yeah. plus OPS, and he hasn't again not given enough up an opportunity, but we poo poo Luke Rayleigh call up miles master bony. What's he going to do? Yeah, no, it, it, again, the, the numbers are healthy in AAA, but you want the numbers to be stupid good because you're going to get a hit. You're going to, you're going to dent those numbers. Once you go to, to the major leagues, I mean, ask that to Josh Lowe, ask that to Vidal Bruhan, Taylor Walls. They all did tremendously in AAA and you know, your numbers will take a, a, a hit when you go to to the, the biggest stage. So that's the thing. His numbers are healthy, but they're not jumping out of the page for Miles Mastroboni. They're just, they're good numbers. Yeah. They're, they're healthy, good numbers. So the 40 man, uh, that's, I think, that the biggest issue. And I don't know, I, I feel like there there's just a couple of names above him, you know, that are not getting their, their, their due. Jonathan Aranda. This is basically the Jonathan Aranda uh, propaganda uh, episode. Um, yeah, that's what's that's the title of it. He needs to get time, and he's not getting time. He's not mm-hmm. getting time. So I, I think he's just a little bit underneath the the, the a couple of rung of the ladders there on on the queue to be called up. But yeah, he's doing yeah. tremendously in AAA. Well, not tremendous, very well in AAA. I hope he gets his shot. I don't know if it's going to be with the race this year. Question: So if uh, say there's another injury or two, Jonathan Rand has already gotten called up. It's like, who's the next guy? Is it Vidal Bruhan or do the Rays try to work out a situation where they call up Miles Mastroboni? Or maybe they, going back to the first segment, they trade a Luke Bard and a Vidal Bruhan to open up a spot for Miles Mastroboni. But I don't know if you're doing all that for Miles Mastroboni, but I guess that in a way could create some uh, situation there. But Who's next after Jonathan Aranda? Who's next up on the totem pole? I, I would there's imagine couple, it have to be Vidal. There's a couple, right? Right. You you give the higher pedigree guy the the shot again, right? Just like Josh Lowe was giving the shot again. Uh, Renee Pinto. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know think. Yeah, depending position. on the on the positional, you know, yeah. what, what your need is. But I, I do think you you go there with pedigree, and so you would go back to Vidal um, if Jonathan Aranda is already up. But again, if you have Jonathan Randa up and you have Vidal Bruhan, don't give yeah. me don't give me bad news about Brandon Lau. You know, <laughs> it's or right. Isaac Paredes. Like we need those guys. So, yeah, I think you go with pedigree rather than than who's scorching at a AAA. Um, just just because you don't want to give up on a guy that's a highly touted prospect so quickly. Again, guys, 140 at bats does not make a player a bust. Vidal Bruhan had only 140 at bats. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything at all. Uh, Miles Mastroboni could also get the Cal Stevenson treatment at some point too. That is very much on the table yeah. as well. Uh, it might have to be some sort of prop bet on bet online regarding, will Miles Mastroboni get a MLB at bat this season? That would be a good one. And you could do that at betonline.net, which is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, which this podcast talks 
uh, mostly about. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, the final question that we'll get to today from Michael Begg. He says, hey, guys, assuming this gets discussed prior to a likely trade, Juan Soto obviously not coming to the Rays. However, Soto won't be eligible for free agency until 2024. I believe a Rays fan can hope, right? With a short amount of team-controlled time, what would it take for the Rays to get Soto before this year's trade deadline as always thanks for the awesome pod appreciate you michael thank you yeah thank you michael um hmm Hmm, where do we go from here okay uh this should this should be a warning on this podcast right now if you're watching on youtube uh you know thank you for watching on youtube thank you for subscribing we're so close to 400 guys can you get us to 400 get us to get us to yandi ds's on base percentage thank get you us to juan much. soto's on base percentage career there on base percentage. career career on base percentage there you go which is 427 um, by the way yeah so the warning label here is everything that we're going to start talking about in the next 15 seconds is completely fictitious and will never happen okay yeah. it will never happen okay here we go the race get Juan Soto. What did they give up? <laughs> oh boy. They gave up the farm, Michael. They gave up everything. They gave up, you know, Stu had to, you know, give up a, a mansion in, 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 in Queens or wherever he has it, you know, next to his beloved Mets. Um, you're, you're talking your, your top hitting prospect, Curtis Mead. You're talking your, your top pitching prospect tosh bradley they're gone mm-hmm. you're talking um a a a regular mlb provider which would be randy rosarena yep um and then you're talking a couple more high ceiling uh guys a let's say a, a cole wilcox um you know uh, you're not and wh- one more uh, give me another name um I mean, you throw in Isak Paredes. They want a, you know, an everyday Paredes. regular or a guy who has, hey, he at least has shown that he can have a little bit of staying power at the big league level. Some sort of I like that. commodity. I like that. So a Curtis Mead, Tash Bradley, Rainier Rosarena, Isak Paredes, and Cole Wilcox, right? Those five guys. Michael, you tell that to the Nationals, and you know what happens? They might not hang up. They might yeah. not hang up. The price for Juan Soto is going to be, you're basically acquiring a future Hall of Famer. And everybody knows it. Yes, injuries can happen. And if injuries happen, then he goes to David Wright, uh, you know, Troy Tulowitzki route, which is a regrettable one. And they were soon to be Hall of Famers, and then injuries stopped them from being so. That could happen. It's like a left-handed Dominican Mike Trout, basically. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so what, what do you, ex- I mean, you're giving up everything, Michael. I mean, do you agree that that wouldn't even be enough, Kevin? Yeah. What they would do, the nationals, they probably wouldn't hang up, but they would mute you for a second and say, you believe these guys, are they serious? And then they would return to the phone call. Yeah, like exactly. Here's the other thing is you're competing against a lot of other teams and the nationals, they want the, they want the biggest trade package in baseball 
history. That mm -hmm. is what they're looking for. And the other issue with this is, and we appreciate the question from Michael Begg and also the disclaimer of, yeah, we know this isn't going to happen. I mean, it's it, if and when Juan Soto gets traded, uh, welcome him to LA, welcome him to New York, welcome him to San Diego, something along those lines. But the Nationals also have an issue with contracts, namely Steven Strasburg and Patrick Corbin. So they probably also want to attach one or both of those guys to a Juan Soto deal. And which franchises can absorb that amount of dead money? Yeah. In you know, one sense of the word there. So that it's is 150, right? Both Patrick Corbin and Steven Strasburg, they're owed Yeah, it's at least two hundred million dollars. Yeah. So yeah. And again, maybe that saves you from having to add another top-level prospect, but that's still a lot of money that is going to – it's still a component of a Juan Soto trade. Like, I again, it, it doesn't mean anything at all, but I played around on the, the baseball trade value site, and this is like just a starter. This is just like, again, yeah. so the Nationals don't hang up the phone and, and curse you. Uh, yeah. Randy Rosarena. Taj Bradley, Josh Lowe, Curtis Mead, Isak Paredes. Like, that's a starter. That's like, okay, all right, where, where are we going from there? Mm -hmm. All right, I like it, but I, I kind of like it, but we need – you're going to have to beef it up quite a bit because we, yeah. got, the, uh, we got the Angels on the other line. Um, yeah. Or like a Randy Rosarena, Taj Bradley, Josh Fleming, Brandon Lau, Curtis Mead. Like, it's going to – it would have to be a situation where – the Rays get Juan Soto, and Rays fans would almost be disappointed that they got Juan Soto because of how much that the Rays had to give up. That's what we're talking about, I think, anyway. I, I, I mean, I don't think anybody would be disappointed to see a, uh, Juan Soto in a Rays jersey, but I, right. I get where you're coming from. I also, also, very astute point with the Corbin and Strasburg uh, contract numbers because if I were the Nationals, this is a, a great way to do it because, honestly, it – it wouldn't it wouldn't uh, change that much of the prospect hall. It would just take out some of those annoying calls by the small market teams right. away because you know that they won't they won't be able to pay Corbin and Strasburg. So now you've minimized your pool, which I mean, is that smart to do? Minimize your pool for Juan Soto? Maybe not. But if they want to unload those those contracts, then you minimize your pool to around 10, 12 teams that are, could be in the in the running for so, for Soto, and that would not be the Rays. But let's let's again, fictional world, the Rays yeah. are still in it. Okay, fine. Is it worth it to give up, let's say, two major leaguers, three top prospects for a year and a half of Juan Soto? It would be fun. Yeah. It would be fun and, and jerseys would be sold. But have we not learned anything? Have we not learned anything from the folks in Anaheim? One player does not make you. One player two players make don't you. make you. Two players. Two no, three players in two bodies. Okay, because Otani's yeah. three players. That's true. So that does not make a baseball team. You know what makes a baseball team? Go look at the 2020 uh, American League um, pennant. Uh, winning uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. That makes a team a complete, cohesive, men in, men out mentality, platoons, 
everybody doing what they can in their in their best position to succeed. That's what makes the team. Juan, Juan Soto would be so so fun. I would love nothing more than to root for that guy for three plus two plus six for eight months yeah. uh, of a race fandom. I would love that, but I don't think that gets you to where you want to be. Yeah. In fact, if there was a deal between the Rays and the Nationals, like I, I'm almost to the point where the Nationals wouldn't trade Juan Soto to the Rays unless Wander Franco was included in the deal. So basically, it's a no. Yeah. It's a non-starter, essentially. What do you think about this? Just throwing out a, a quick off the top of my head. Yeah. Curtis Mead, Taj Bradley, Brandon Lau, Drew Rasmussen, Isak Paredes. I think that might be the 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 nicest one for the Nationals, but I yeah. still think that they would ask for more. Exactly. Yeah. Now maybe if, if they're like, "Hey, if you also take Patrick Corbin's contract, then yeah, we got a deal." And maybe, then the Rays would but not honestly, take it. But honestly, I don't think they're going to get they're going to ask for the moon and then attach Corbin and or Strasburg and or. I yeah. mean, when you have Juan Soto, I think it's it's ridiculous the package that you're Juan doing. Soto, if he keeps up what he's doing, at 31 years old, he could retire and probably still be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. It's yes. that remarkable. And he's having, quote-unquote, a down year right now with 20 homers and a 900-plus OPS. Imagine, it's really amazing. Imagine being on track for an 800 OPS plus uh, season and 40 home on track to hit 40 home runs, and people saying he's having he's having a, a bad year. Like yeah. this is what you're trading for. So fictional warning label done. I uh, I hope you enjoy yeah. that those those uh, those trade propositions. But then again, you know, not gonna happen. Where does he wind up? One team. Where do you think he winds up at the end of the day? Okay, one team. I'm going to go fun. I'm going to go fun. I'm going to go with the Mets. Why in the mm. same division? Because I think that um, Uncle Steve is going to say, look, we're go- we have the money to get him a long-term deal. If you give him mm-hmm. to us, there's going to be a sweetener on the side. Don't you worry. We got him locked up. I could see I could see the Mets. I could also see the Padres. The Padres are not shy about blockbuster trades. The Rays no. know all about that for sure. Um yeah. It'd be really, really funny, really, really funny if he wound up, if Juan Soto wound up with the Angels and the Angels still wouldn't make the playoffs with Trout, <laughs> Otani, and Soto. And I could see a situation actually where that would happen too. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, That's unbelievable. So okay. uh, nice food for thought there. Again, Juan Soto not coming to the Rays, but it's fun to dream and think about it for sure. Uh, thank you. For making the Locked On Race podcast your very first listen every day. Now make your second listen, the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast. That is also free and available on all platforms. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we will talk to you tomorrow.